0: The Parkins and Spiegel Show.
2: If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah.
0: Pat Mahomes Sr., was there ever a moment where you thought that there was a chance your son was going to be playing for the Bears? They told him that they were going to draft him, so initially he thought he was going to be a Chicago Bear. Oh,
1: my uh, God. Can someone
0: pass me some Patron? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the that- quarterback, of our seed could have been a Bear! We have our first
2: trade of the night. It's the Bears moving up one spot. But well, what it's about is they're trying to protect their turf because they're worried somebody's going to leapfrog them to two. With the second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Patrick Mahomes, the second.
0: Oh, quarterback. It is Patrick Mahomes, the second, going to Chicago, and he will... Mentor with Mike Glennon. Is it, is it okay to be speechless at the second pick of the draft? Well, to me, I just thought with Glennon coming in there, I thought they would give him a shot to kind of see if he could do this thing. Look at the reaction in Chicago. Wow, they thought they were getting a defensive player.
1: Wow, how about the volume of textures who are dumbfounded, angry, uh, furious, going through all the stages of, of, of grieving here. Take a look right now at the Chicago offense. Patrick Mahomes II,
0: Texas Tech University. In an alternate universe, it's hard to imagine (laughs) that he wouldn't be awesome. Mahomes is going to go the other way. He's going to keep it. He's going to take it to the end zone. The Bears are ready to play football tonight. They are fired up. This is nauseating. I think
1: I have an idea for the next segment inspired by a texture. (laughs) I would like to fire Ryan Pace again. Mahomes looking to flip, takes it in for the touchdown. And a quick score from Chicago. Listen to this crowd. Bear fans, your dream is reality.
0: And they have done it. And the Chicago Bears are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. Come over here, Patrick. First question to you, it's an easy one. You're the MVP of Super Bowl 54. Where are you going?
3: Something I've wanted to say my whole life. I'm going to Disney World. Wake up, idiot. Pick up one,
1: one, two. Three. And here, here we, we go. go, Here we go. Here we, we go. go. Here we go, here we go Tony. We go. The Parkinson
0: Spiegel Show. Afternoons from two to six on six seventy The Score in Odyssey Station. That's the alternate universe of what it would have been like if the Bears drafted Pat Mahomes. Oh, but Parkins, we didn't have Andy Reid or Travis Kelsey or Tyree Kill. Yeah, no doubt. But he'd still be the quarterback of the Bears. He'd still be awesome. He'd still be putting up numbers and he'd make a lot of guys a lot better. And they would have built around him. And eventually, maybe, just maybe, they would have won a Super Bowl.
1: I wonder, Danny, if there's anything else that could come out and make that entire thing worse. Um, because, I mean, there's just been so much, you know, <laughs> with the failure to take Deshaun and, and Patrick and to take Mitch instead. What other bits of, of information could there be? I mean, that's damaging. Maybe if we finally heard stories from inside the room from the assistant GM, Josh Lucas, or something like that, like, oh, no, we we had Pat's name, and then Ryan just stood up and got on the table, or, you know, whatever, something like that. I mean, seriously, what what's left at this point? Maybe Was that the final straw? Was it the final thing? Well,
0: it's you know, it's weird. I don't know if it was the final thing, because, like, Pat has said, you know, that, like, He's telling the story now publicly from his perspective of, like, I wanted to be the the Chiefs. I told them that they were going to have to trade up to get me, and I was trying to feed them information and all that stuff. Well, right, but he didn't – but his dad is saying that on draft day they thought they were going three and he was hurt when they passed on him. And he
1: wanted to be the first quarterback in the draft and thought he was going to be a bear.
0: So I think both of those things actually can be true, Mm -hmm. that he thought the best football fit was the Chiefs, but that, of course, he thought he was going to be a bear because they had told him – he was their guy, and he was the top quarterback on their draft, and they were sitting there at three, and there would be no way to expect the Chiefs to be able to trade up from 27 to, to two or three. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't think it could get much worse <laughs> other than if, like – Pat Mahomes plays for the Bears for like his age, like 42 and 43-year-old season. and sucks. Ah, the
1: old Ken Griffey Jr. on the White yeah, Sox yeah, feeling. Yeah, that's
0: like the only yeah. way I feel like maybe it would be worse <laughs> uh, in some sort of alternate universe. Oh,
1: God, I love it. Texture says, my cousin's in the car with me from Mississippi and just said, what the hell was that? Pat Mahomes doesn't play for the Bears. That's how good the work
0: was. I can see why you would be confused, yeah. but, but good catch by your cousin. <laughs> Oh, and he's from Mississippi, so that's why he can't really follow the open. Wow, I get it. Wow, I get it. He's
3: probably married to his own cousin too. Yeah, <laughs> that,
0: yeah. that just happened. Yeah, so I mean, now I understand. Guy yeah. loves
3: kissing his cousins. <laughs> it's
0: really that's the point. I don't understand what they're talking about on uh-huh. the radio.
3: Big time incest, right? Out there. Let's well, slow
0: it down. Can we can we play that open in slow motion <laughs> for the cousin from Mississippi?
1: I hope all six of his teeth got brushed
3: yeah, this morning.
0: Exactly. That's very confusing. And All
3: fourteen
1: of his toes. <laughs> Now, that doesn't
3: make any sense. Well, because of the incest, a lot of deformities. <laughs> okay. All right. Now it's good. If How many knew- meters we have in, in Mississippi? <laughs> <don't>
1: no, <know>, but <laughs> Not if, I, anymore. if I knew that I was going to get bonus toes. No, no, no. I don't like where that's well, going. What are you doing with an extra toe?
0: <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I need an extra the toe. The leverage
1: that I would have. I mean, I could be faster. Been, yeah. I wish I didn't say that. I'm sorry if I appended some folks. <laughs> Apparently, I did, and uh, so I apologize. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. So, <sighs> so I was uh, today when I when I pulled up the old phone and got on Twitter. One of the first things that I saw. So like
3: two seconds after you wake up.
0: Yeah, you know. To, so I, exactly, I'm actually lying. It was not the first time I got on Twitter today, but one of the times I got on Twitter, I I was in, while in bed. I, yeah, I was informed. About uh, the the injury report ahead of tonight's Bulls game. And Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both had the designated to play moniker attached to it. Hmm. So the Bulls get the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George. Which
1: is not... Uh, a guarantee these days guarantee I mean, it's
0: it's like a shooting star <laughs> that both it does yeah it does not happen that those guys play together <laughs> and, and and so it's like oh wow that's interesting and because i've been thinking about this topic in the back of my mind and i've we just we don't really do national nba uh too often on the if ever On the show, and so I was. I I I watch the NBA all the time. I I I love it. I follow it. We don't just don't do a ton of it. But there's been this thing that's been going on in the NBA for years. But in the last couple of weeks, it's really risen to the kind of the top of the of the conversation, which is load management for stars screwing over fans of road cities. Mm -hmm. Like it's a star driven league. A lot of fans, especially younger fans, are fans more of players than they are teams.
1: Of course, so you buy tickets. It's incredibly common. We used to talk about it so much in the '90s that, like, the Chicago Bulls were the the greatest, um, you know, the greatest draw on the road of anybody because people would buy tickets for the Jordan game. That's still what happens in the NBA,
0: right? And so uh, you maybe saw last week uh, or the week before Jimmy Butler in Miami. There was the kid from Argentina. He flew to the game with his family. He had the sign, flew 4,400 miles to God. see Jimmy Butler in the heat. Then he gets the news. The camera's on him. Uh-huh. It was a TNT game. Gets the news that Jimmy Butler was a DNP in the game. Uh, he's not, he was not going to play. Yeah. And the kid's, like, crying and devastated. Do you know
1: <laughs> I'd get a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, you know how often this is? It happened uh, three weeks ago with Luca. Yes. the 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 family that is from Israel but happens to be living in the Cleveland area for a couple of months and so the kid had a sign like I traveled 6000 miles or whatever it yeah. was to go see Luca and Luca wasn't playing and then Luca and the Mavericks had to step up and they did where they they sent the kid tickets to, like, the next time they were going to be in the Midwest and did right by him. Like, players have to actively try and fix this themselves.
0: Well, but but also, like, the the, the kid has to have a sign. They have to go viral. Because like, the Heat and Jimmy Butler made it up to the kid and the family from Argentina, too. They brought him to the next game. Wow. They brought him down to the courts. This is
1: now a crazy they, component they, of load
0: management. Yeah, well, and so you mentioned Cleveland and the Luka thing. The last, like, three games for the Cavs, and it might be three of the last four. I apologize for not having their schedule, but I think it was the last three games. Yeah, really. Well, no, no, but they've missed uh, Giannis, Kawhi, and Paul George with the Clippers. Oh, God. And Steph Curry. And you think about it. These games are in January. Very easily could have been Christmas, Hanukkah present. This is, oh, you're a Steph Curry fan. It's the one time that you get to see him. Steph Curry comes to town. It's a Western Conference team coming to town. Um, you know, Brad and Jack would go to Bucks games, go to NBA games. It's right. like a big thing for them.
1: They- oh yeah, my, my 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 niece wants to bring her her son to to uh to the Bulls uh, to the Bulls game and she's trying to base it on on when the
0: star will be here. But so what they had what they like started to do when they were going to the games was they were like, we're not going to buy our tickets until the day of the game. And it might end up costing us 20% more, but we might skip it entirely. Like, Do I want to go to Bucks Warriors if Giannis and Steph Curry aren't playing and buy the tickets eight weeks in advance, mm-hmm. pay a premium, and then go to the game and not see him? So listen to Steph Curry uh, last night when confronted with the idea of – him maybe needing to sit out and how he isn't playing uh, in back-to-back games
2: right now? I usually campaign to play every game. so That's the uh, misconception about load management and how it goes. It's never the player that's usually saying, hey, I want to sit. So for all those people that are worried about uh, that part of our, our league and all that, it's usually not the player that's going to the training staff and saying, hey, I don't have it tonight. It's usually the other way around. And there's a lot of science involved. So yes, I will campaign to play, but
1: we'll see how it goes. Wow. Wow. that's So he's feeling the brunt like it's on the player. Yes. Like now he's supposed to step up and do what Luka did or do what Jimmy Butler did, and he's trying to say, look, I want to play. It's just how, how it works now in the NBA. And I'm sure that's true for some teams. I don't think that he's necessarily lying. The Warriors are a progressive organization. He could be now doing what he's told based on the way the league has
0: gone. Yeah. And so the league has changed. Listen to Vanessa Bryant when she was talking about Kobe in his Hall of Fame speech.
1: People don't know this, but one of the reasons my husband played through injuries and pain was because he said he remembered being a little kid sitting in the nosebleeds with his dad to watch his favorite player play. (laughs) He could recall the car ride, the combos, and the excitement of being lucky enough to have a seat in the arena. Kobe didn't want to disappoint his fans, especially the ones in the 300 sections that saved up to watch him play. The kids with the same excitement he once had. Wow. See, that's beautiful. And clearly what has happened is that little kid from Israel who didn't get a chance to see Luca is now not going to be the next Luca.
0: He's not. He's going to miss this crucial moment. Well, listen, there are obviously greater tragedies in the world, but... I, I know. I'm sorry, I'm being a jackass. No, it's okay, but I I, I do I actually do think it's kind of interesting. I'm being a
1: jackass, Shane.
3: I am.
0: It, it's a it's a star Just don't get
3: on a helicopter.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Uh it's it's a it's a business Thank you for b- let, letting me off the hook. <laughs> yeah. Tanny. It's been three years. <laughs> let me talk to you, oh, please. Uh um my my question though is this like is there a if they are resting because yeah. the sports science says to rest? Yeah, I mean this and, is and just we have the learned way. about it. and mm-hmm. Ka- and Kawhi Leonard, by the way, is like the poster child for it. He won a championship in Toronto, doing load management. Didn't play a ton in the regular season. Played mm-hmm. in the postseason. Was healthy. Was amazing. They won a championship. There is evidence behind sports science, right? Obviously, it it works, yeah. but in this sport in particular it feels like a unique problem because there are not
1: double the amount of games like the like as there are in baseball it's it's pretty rare i mean it does happen in baseball that you go and, it, and a guy is sitting uh it happens every once in a while
0: it happens every once in a while sure and but there are 162 games there's
1: three games in the series maybe you go back you the get another you,
0: you so it
1: You get one shot. You get one shot in the NBA. You get
0: one shot, and it is more so in basketball than baseball by a long shot driven by... Stars. Yes, there are some fans who say I want to go see Shohei Otani in person. I remember my we always would go to Wrigley, and but I want to see Ken Griffey Jr., so we'd go to the South Side. There's
1: plenty of them. I mean, like one of the things that's been rolling around my head is the the Joe DiMaggio used to have the quote about how like every game, whenever he's out there, he thinks that there's some kid out there seeing him for the first time, and I owe him my best.
0: So right, and and so this sentiment has existed. For a long, long, long time, but now and, the sports science is super. But now it. the sports science is taken away, so it's, it's it's kind of like a adjacent. I feel like to the analytics conversation, where it's like analytics make the teams better; they give them a better chance to win. Mm. But it often happens at the expense of the entertainment product and the watchability of the sport. Home runs, walks, strikeouts aren't as bad as we thought. That makes the game longer. It makes it less watchable. This is like, it absolutely preserves health, you would think, but guys are still getting injured. Stan Van Gundy was just talking about this on Twitter. He's like, guys are sitting out more but getting hurt more. They played more back in the day. We practiced harder. What's it's like going-
1: starting pitchers leaving earlier and the proliferation of arm injuries still being
2: there. Right,
3: like- but, but why is it different now than it was back then? Like, maybe that's what you should be looking at. Maybe you should be looking at the way that Greg Maddox trained Compared to the way that pitchers
1: are training now. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, former Braves pitching coach Leo Mazzoni is is here with us. Yes. Do
3: you remember when me, you, and Ruben went to that White Sox game last year and Adam Hazley wasn't playing and the (laughs) disappointment that Ruben had on his face when when you showed up and you said, Ruben. Adam Hazley is not playing. He's today. like, that
1: Phillies cast off is my guy. Yeah. That extra body from Charlotte. That's my guy. It's a training
3: thing. It, it, Greg Maddox talked about it all the time. Like yeah. he played every sport growing up. We are we are asking our children, all four of our collective children, yes. to, to, to to hyper focus on the sport that they want to go pro in. And it's it's not good for the human body. You, you, that theory might be right.
0: Mike, or I might be crazy. You, there we go. That's a song. A music song. Hey,
1: <laughs> look at that. Billy Joel fan. Congratulations. Seen, just, seen just, him, just
0: Uptown Girl era. I've seen him live a few times. Catalina Wine. Thanks. Three. Uh, here's my question. Yeah.
1: We don't about, do 80s would, Joel.
0: Would sure. the solution be? How
1: about a few solutions?
0: Would the solution be? Yeah. Going from 82 games to 72 games and eliminating back-to-backs in the schedule. Eliminating
1: back-to-backs is the first thing I thought of. Like, if you just eliminated back-to-backs, and I know that'd be tough, tough well, to you'd do. Have to,
0: you, I mean, you either are lengthening the season or, or reducing number of games. And if you reduce number of games, you are uh, taking revenue and money. Right, You're reducing your television contracts. You're reducing your, your gate, your attendance. Like, That's could, not going to happen. Well, I know. But like, could this reach a critical mass of, a, of being a problem where they say, ah, you know, huh. it, it's, it might be better for us to have these guys, if they're healthy, actually play every game or would they still be resting? Hmm. I don't know the answer to that part of it. I don't know either. But figuring out a way so that, listen, guys are going to get hurt, right? Guys are going to fall. They're going to... Tear their ACL, they're going to sprain an ankle. Like, if, if it happens on a legitimate injury, it's a legitimate injury. But if the dude's healthy and he wants to go out there and play 25 minutes instead of his normal 34, mm. and like maybe that's in the name of load management, in the interest of stars sell the game and treat the road fans to what they deserve, and they're a paying ticket customer, I don't know. Feels like there should be a solution to this problem. But
1: it doesn't seem like the league is going to step up and mandate that guys have to play because they technically cannot. And those conversations happened a few years ago as this was starting to take hold. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the reduction of the schedule is, would, would have to be one of the only ways that could happen. What, what are, are there other unintended consequences that are happening here? Like, ha- have, have families or kids tried to scam Yet, like, and pretend that they're coming from six thousand miles away. I, I don't know the answer. Has to that. stuff like, like, uh, you know, like, is there stuff like that that could start to happen and 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 exacerbate this? Because now we've got Steph talking. It's, it, I'm, I'm glad you pulled the quote because it's Steph defending himself for what has obviously become an anti-player
0: story. Right. I, I think it's time for the players to start pushing back on it. I don't know if he's telling the truth, though, mm. or if he's just because he, because he even said there he did one of your things. It's uh, it's undeniable, in my opinion. He said in that in that clip, he said some version of mm. like uh, it's always coming from the player most of the time or something like that. Like I, so, I don't know. Like I don't know if Kawhi wants to play, mm. but it just it's I, I, it struck me as there probably is a solution. It probably would cost the league money. Which means they're not going to do it. So it means they're not going to do it. So then how big of a problem is this going to get? And do players care enough to do what Steph Curry did? He's a leader, man. He's a leader among players. Mm -hmm. And come out and say, hey, wait a minute. We are being held out against our will. We want to play. Because I feel like even if, like, what if the load management thing could just go to Steph averages 34 minutes a night, but on this night, when you want to load management, he, manage him, he plays 22. How about... It would, how, it would feel a lot better. Could you
1: mandate load management for home games only?
0: Yeah. So, so then It would be tough, right? What happens when you're on a road trip and you've got three games and four nights on the road, and that's when the sports science says your risk of injury right. is up. And there would be something to say that you want to reward your home fans... You know, even more so because they're the ones that buy the jerseys and the season tickets and the skyboxes and, and all that stuff. So I, I'm not saying it's an easy solution, but it, it feels like in the last couple of of weeks, players are taking like a huge hit on social media uh, and that's where they live. And now they're starting to speak out and these things are going viral and the Bulls are... Seeing a unicorn with God. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George playing in the same game.
1: God, I really enjoyed this entire Bulls segment without talking to Bulls. Yeah. Bulls, non Bulls? They're frustrating. Yeah, Bulls, non Bulls. That's right.
0: You can text and twitch in your questions for one last thing. I've got, this might shock you, I've got a dilemma. I'm in completely over my head, and I think I'm going to sound like an idiot. It's next. Parkinson Spiegel on the score.
1: Now the buddy's got a man cave he can't stop talking about. Oh, you got to
0: come by. Got my man cave. Go down there, watch the game on Sunday. Got my beer in my little koozie. Man cave? You're bragging about a man cave?
1: My father had a man cave. It was the house.
0: Yeah, Sebastian, that'd be awesome. But my house has been taken over (laughs) by my children, my wife, and my dog. And I... When I was in high school, I moved down into the basement. I So that was like where I kind of lived uh, oh, at, at home. I didn't know that. It's uh, very
1: Greg Brady in reverse of you. He I, moved over the garage. You moved into the basement.
0: Loved living in the basement. Felt like I had like, a, like more space, sure. apartment, independence. I had younger sisters in the house. Like mm-hmm. it was just kind of like my own little area. How old were you? Like 16.
3: You going down there to give it to yourself? <laughs> well, you know,
0: it's nice to have some privacy. <laughs> you know gave uh, it to myself uh but so you know moved into this house <laughs> it's, an old, it's an older house
1: how much weed got smoked in that in that basement by the way it De- was decent amount okay
0: decent, <laughs> just checking decent amount. decent
1: amount weed gambling and self-giving got it yeah okay.
0: yeah no not, Sounds like a, not a lot, good lot of time. girls ever visited that basement if i'm being totally honest i didn't mention that <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm just, yeah the self stuff yeah was, you offered that yeah but, but Thanks for clarifying. I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> I don't know that any. Uh, nah, but, it's but your sisters everyone. Yeah, in a they were allowed to come down there during some parameters. But uh no, but so I got a house. We got an unfinished basement. Uh-huh. You guys have seen the basement. Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. So you you want to you get that basement ready so Owen and or Eli can escape you and Steph at some point.
0: No, but in theory, for now, it's going to be my escape of them. There's going to be a couch, three TVs on the wall, a li- little, ho- little home studio.
3: Wow. Ryan Porth's 100-foot projection
0: screen. <laughs> yeah, our boss who said that he had a 100-foot projector like he had Stadium Swims home, television yeah. in his basement.
1: Home studio for like all the sweet tracks you're going to
0: be cutting just to know like when we when i do the show from home oh i see like, yes like, just like an, like an area to do po- the you know the, the, the be... social media stuff for rivers thought... the the shows that we do here just like an area to put the radio equipment the broadcast equipment i
1: thought you were going to be laying down some beats oh That's you know thought
0: whenever you need me to sing buddy for for justin fields forever yeah. uh but it is a it is a blank canvas the house is old it, it it will need Flooring, drywall, something done with the ceiling, maybe some insulation, some soundproofing. There's a full bathroom down, down there. There's electrical work. Walls will need to be put up. There are all sorts of things. You got a lot to do. A lot, lot to do. And we have gotten uh, two quotes so far. One from a guy who I asked someone else about him. He was like, the rev- that guy was terrible. He did my house. It was a disaster. We had to redo two-thirds of it. He came in at, the, at, at a, a number that I was so excited I was just going to use this guy, but then someone told me, can't use him, he's terrible, don't do that guy. Oh, that's tough. Then, so then we went to the other end of the spectrum and like got like a company that's like, we're all inclusive. We're your general contractor. You come to us. You come out to our showroom. We'll, draw, we'll give you architectural drawings. We'll give you the 3D image. Sounds expensive. You, you can walk through. You, hey, you want a wall here? Cool. This is what it would look like in the 3D image. You don't want a wall here? We'll take it down. The range... From the low end of the expensive company to what the cheap dude gave me, the range, the difference in the two quotes, seventy thousand dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't even. So, so I don't. Uh. Even, I don't know if I can afford any of this. I don't know, but I, 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 have asked like ten different people in my life who've seen the house who know more than me because literally anyone, anyone in my life knows more. I don't know what this should cost. I don't know if I should be the general contractor and, like, find a guy who's a plumber and then, like, have him do the plumbing well, let and me then ask find a, a guy who's an electrician because that's you, how you save money. If
1: you were the general contractor, would you be required to, like, know things and make decisions of consequence about technical items? Because that it, seems like a bad fit.
0: No, you're basically, as I under, because we did some, like, like, little stuff to the house when we bought it before we moved in. And so, like, I had an electrician, and then I had a floor guy, and I had a painter, and you were basically just, like, having to, like, coordinate, hey, painter can't come until floor guy is done with the latest coat, and so you're, like, kind of, like, coordinating their schedules, mm. you're, you're giving them money up front to buy materials, things like that. So there's, like, more, like, of a logistical headache and a coordination if you're your own general contractor. Yeah. But I, the range is, it, it's so scary, because, like, you don't want to go cheap, It's your home. You don't want it to be bad. And like, you want to think
1: about the property values and the resale and all that. I'm out of my league, man. I I, I don't know about anything. I've never owned a, a house. Um, I have lived in a house before when I was a child, paid very little attention to things other than my own space. Now I, I own the condo, but I haven't really done much of consequence to it. And this is this is out of my league. Shane, do you know how to fix things? Taz, Tanny is the one who's a homeowner. And has has done some of this stuff, I would assume. Yeah, Tanny's
3: very resourceful. He can do that stuff. No, I can't. Okay, we had some
2: seepage in the basement, and I, uh, you know, I had to patch up some drywall. You know, basically hung a whole drywall sheet, and uh, it's horrendous. It's, <laughs> like it's very clear, like it was done by an aperture. But oh. it's, but you know, it was done for free. Uh, besides costs, so, but I look at it every day. And just, I'm so glad my wife doesn't get on me about it because she very well could and should about horrendous it is. Like, mm. it's, it's covered by a fugitive poster partly, <laughs> so you know we got that. Yeah, that sounds I mean,
0: like a brilliant I, d- d- yeah. decision. So, do, do you want to put pie on my up cover cover the rest of it? Uh, listen, me doing anything is off the board. Like I'm not. That's not happening. I'm not gonna put up. Drywall. I'm it's not. Amazing. I'm not doing electrical. So it's not even about the doing. It's, it's not, the it's, hiring. It, it, it's, I don't want to get taken advantage of. And I, I mm. literally do not know what it should cost. What is fair? What, and, like, and I don't think I want anything crazy. I, 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 we got some plumbing down there, so I like. I don't want a wet bar. I don't need a wet bar. I can take the glasses upstairs to rinse them. Mm. But, like, counter space to make drinks and a refrigerator fair. That's fair. down there. I,
3: so uh, I, I grew up hanging drywall with my Irish immigrant grandfather, and he was so sloppy with it. Like, I told this story in his eulogy back in, I don't know, 2011, 2012. He would put up the, the piece of drywall, and then he would hold it up there, and with his steel toe boot, he would just kick out where he thought the outlet would go. Oh my God. And then he'd fix it later. <laughs> so that's how we hung drywall. We built a, a a garage, me, him, and my father. Like, I can help you with this. It's not going to be the 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 tip top, most pristine job ever, but it's your basement. So you don't deserve that. The flooring, the, the laminate's easy. We can do the laminate, no problem. There are plenty of ways that we can save you money here. It's just going to cost you other things. You got to be really nice to me. <laughs> oh, that's not happening for a long period of time. That's
0: man. not going to be. Oh boy, I, I don't know. You, you think you can put down the flooring like over like what like that like weird sheet concrete that's like not totally even in the basement right now and like make the floor level and nice?
3: Oh no, I can't make your floor level, but but it. I mean, that's going to drive your price up big time. You got someone coming in there completely, like redoing your entire flooring and not just putting laminate over the current situation. And well, there's chipping a few. The, there's in, a few the places impurities. where that
0: concrete weird stuff is like kind of chipped out, man. The, the well, ba- but we could fix that, no problem. Okay, but but if you
3: need to level out your entire basement floor and and chip out all of the impurities, then yeah, that's going to you're in the six figures. Oh, for the entire project.
0: Someone said, Danny, I do side work. We love homeowners like you stay with the hell out of my way. Let me work if you're over our shoulder trying to help and put in your two cents, it's exhausting. I have no interest <laughs> in that. I just don't want to get taken advantage of. I, I you know what I mean that, that's what I, I it's so intimidating to own a home and know nothing.
1: Personal referrals. Yeah, you gotta find, and I maybe you'll find some from the listeners.
0: Yeah, maybe, Um,
1: maybe. But like, if you know somebody who knows somebody who like that, that's the thing. All the success that I've ever had with handymen and things like that, and doing stuff, is based on the the personal referral.
0: Yeah, Mm. because even this on the text line, like one guy said, average cost two fifty a square foot. Another texter, average cost one fifty a square foot. That's a big difference. (laughs) That's like. (laughs) No, that's a that's an insane difference. It's a sixty five percent difference, They're just two random texters. Mm. So I, I it, it I don't know, man. I am intimidated. <laughs> I don't know what is gonna. But I really do think like I, I want a man cave. I want an area to just kind of like. Yes, I'm sure kids' toys will go down there, but it's a big open space. Like, there's the potential. Oh, good. I'm glad you're gonna give Eli and, and Owen some space down there. I don't want good. them to really have space, good. frankly. I frankly don't think they deserve any of the space. Honestly, they don't. They have the rest of the house. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, let them have it. They got a little playroom area. They got their own bedrooms. They don't pay the mortgage. Daddy pays the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, aunt, with 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 mommy, she works very Happy hard. Birthday. She daddy. contributes. But I, but I'm just saying, like I no, it's gonna be my space. My space. And I'm going to go broke. But DM me. Let me know. Give me some tips. What I can do that. My DMs are open for contractors. Not everybody can slide into my DMs. But I, I, need, I need tips and tricks for finishing a basement. Let me know. So I don't get taken completely advantage of. Or you guys, a lot of texters know what they're doing.
1: Uh, or an alternate, if you'd like to take advantage of Danny, that's the thing. Then really, genuinely, I, I, slide into those DMs. Uh, yeah, These that's guys, the thing. Hear, hear about the million dollar contract? He just
3: signed a million dollar
1: deal. <laughs> I mean, it's he a can great, afford That's it. a great moment for you, the contractor, Gary Wait, Meyer. Who did you get a million dollar
0: deal? Yeah, I did. Dude, uh, that's the thing. Even if you say, "Hey, I'm a member of the mob," this is what it should cost. I promise, I won't screw you over. I. You could be lying. You might also be screwing uh-huh. me over. The whole thing's terrifying.
1: I, lo- I love some of these textures. You really call this guy at this number, and you look, and it's their own number that they're texting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Brilliant. We'll answer your questions for one last thing. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. It's been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Just
2: one more thing, please. I thought you had a clock to punch. I do. I'm leaving right now. It's time for One Last Thing. Let's let someone else ask a couple questions. I just want to ask you. And then we'll come back to you. One question. How about that? Let's let everybody else and we'll come back to you. Ask
1: any question. I just want to ask you. For anyone on the show.
2: So I can figure out who I want to answer, too. I don't need your help with that.
1: I just want to ask
0: you.
2: One question. Does
0: anyone else have another question first? I got a question. All right.
2: I just want to ask you. Thank you. One question.
0: One Last Thing with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. We like to end the show with your questions. You text them and twitch them in. Shane gathers them and asks them. We all answer. What do we got
3: on Twitch from a underscore Samp? Danny, do you regret buying a home? Because it sounds like you regret buying a home.
0: No, it it's awesome. Um, it's awesome. It's in the location we want. It's in the school district we want. It's close to my friends uh, and family, and it's it it's great for raising kids, and it, it, it's amazing. It's just intimidating, and we bought, we didn't, like, to live in this area, we certainly couldn't afford a new new construction at the time that we bought it. So we bought an older house that was very well maintained, but it's an older house, so things sometimes happen, and you're just, I don't know what I'm doing when those things happen. So sometimes it's intimidating, but overall, way more positives than negatives, but it is intimidating to have this huge asset that you yourself can't really take care of. So I don't regret it, but it's intimidating.
3: Audio ID Kid wants to know if I'd combine my price to do your basement and your child's sleep training. Oh, good question. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't. And no, I will not rehab Danny's basement. I did not have those skills. can help with the drywall and the flooring, but I'm not rehabbing But you
1: will help his children into rehab later on in life if that's needed.
3: Yep, if it's needed, for sure. <laughs> From MPAT75, oh, no. why, oh, no. why are we still White Sox fans? I ask myself this daily.
1: I love that Tanny reported the F, the off season F that they got. Uh, I don't know why are you guys still White Sox fans? Because you're loyal and you're you have to you, you don't you don't just just bail when things get difficult.
3: Yeah, you don't bail on commitments. I, I started this when I was a tiny wee baby, and uh, I'm not going to give it up because there's still promise.
2: Are know. you teetering, Tanny? We how we feeling? Yeah, I think part. I'm beyond teetering. I mean, we'll you know. Uh, I have no real – it's hard to have any fandom left after what they've put the fan base through the last two seasons. Really since October, November 2020, it's been a rough go. So, you know, I I like what they've done with Pedro Graffol, and that'll go a long way if they start playing hard again. But there's other – Symptomatic issues going on there with with how they run things and promises not kept and things like that. That I am mm. very close to just being out. I don't I don't need them to be a part of my life anymore. <laughs> Realistically, that, so. that's quite it's quite a fall for the former host
1: of
3: uh, yeah of a really really well done White Sox podcast. I well, think part of that podcast that pushed
2: him out. Well, that's part, it of, part it. of it. because yeah. when you cover the team on a professional level as we do here, and then talking about him for two years on a podcast you get you can, that close you can separate yourself a little bit and then you can kind of just distance yourself and then they do the things that they've done on and off the field uh you know including the, their most recent transaction not billy hamilton so you know that it, it makes it pretty easy to push a lot of uh, good fans away
3: casey musgraves has this song called miserable where the chorus starts you're not happy unless you're miserable that's pretty much what being a white Sox fan is i
1: worked with that guy for a while who uh-huh N- next
3: question Okay. Uh, From MBAT75 on Twitter. If a group of eight guys were doing Danny's basement, how many pizzas
1: would he buy to feed them? (laughs) That's an excellent question.
0: If someone could just guarantee me that this basement would turn out awesome and at or under budget, I'll buy your pizza for the rest of your life. Like, it's so intimidating, man. Pizza for life. Pizza for life. Yeah. From
3: Dead Medic on Twitch uh, Chorizo, steak, or Al Pastor?
1: Al Pastor. Is money. I had some unbelievable pastor um, in Mexico last week. But, yeah, pastor, you, you know, pastor, it, it looks like it's it's on a spit. It looks like it's a euro or something like that. But it's pork and pineapple and spices. It's far better than 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 everything,
0: frankly. <laughs> uh, I often go pastor as well, but I can never do it as Woo. eloquently as Spiegel just did. So, pa- pa- pastor?
3: It looks like it's kind of on a spit is what Spieg said. It is a spit. It's on a spit. I know yeah. it's
1: a spit. But man, when it, seriously though, the depth of flavor—there's a lot going on there. I'm a chorizo guy. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's I, I pronounced
1: chorizo, by the way. Just so you oh, know.
3: Not for me, it isn't. Nope, you <laughs> <I'm laughs> not appropriate. It's, uh,
1: it's absolutely not pronounced chorizo, but I've been dead wrong on that. I was exposed one time.
0: Shocking. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that really is surprising. Uh, we got any other ones that are good? Um,
3: from the three one two, without considering contracts or availability. Who would be the one active NFL player you'd add to help
0: Justin Fields and the Bears? Love that question. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson.
1: Yeah, I think I'd go... I I think I'm... See, I really want to say Jason Kelsey. But I'll say...
0: That's not the right answer.
1: It's not the right answer. <laughs> uh, I'll say Trent Williams.
0: Trent Williams would help a lot. D.K. Trent- Metcalf. You're obsessed with... DK Metcalf.
3: Yeah, he's a mountain of a man. He is. Yeah, he, he, he is. He is a mountain of a man. I
0: said
1: Trent Williams. That throwdown, that that throwdown he had the other day. Who who did he throw down? Was it was it Reddick? Was it Asan Reddick? No, doesn't
2: matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. They ceased to be a person after that moment. That was, that, the, bad, that was the best part of the whole day.
1: There, there was nobody on the field who looked remotely like the same species as Trent Williams <laughs> at that
0: moment. He's an amazing player. Oh,
1: and, and a mountain of a human. I think
0: it was the. Bleacher Nation, I would say it's Bleacher Nation, but the, the Bears site for SB Nation, I forget I mean, what it was. Bear they, goggles on? I forget what it was. I apologize for not being able to give the credit, but they were asking the question of, like, what NFC North player would you add to the Bears if you could? And you can't say Justin Jefferson. I thought that was a fun question. Oh, that's
3: easy. Jamal Williams. No. You kidding me?
0: I mean, he, he's fun. You kidding me? Uh, I was debating between two other Lions, though. Panay Sewell and Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, young stud tackle, young stud defensive lineman. You know, Bears obviously need both. Got a ton of needs. It's crazy how many of the guys you would think of would
2: be on the Lions. I'll take Jamar Chase. Oh, for the whole NFL. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a fair. That's a definitely a fair answer. Yeah, factor
2: in age, contract, all that stuff. I love yeah.
1: that dude.
3: Not big
0: enough.
2: But I, it's, I, I just saw a video of...
0: Uh, if, if
1: I was going wide out, Tanny, I'd go chase. I you just, go chase
0: over Jefferson.
1: Yeah. I,
0: I feel like faster for sure. Not as perfect. I mean, if he's like a 97 route runner on Madden, Jefferson's like a 99. Mm. But you know what I mean? But they're both awesome and they... Both were on the same college team.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> with with Joe Burrow. With Joe Burrow, I said so there was a video that went viral a couple of weeks ago of like someone on the Bengals with Jamar Chase next to Joe Burrow sitting in what looked like the Bengals cafeteria, like badgering him over who was the better player, <laughs> Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, and he just he just wouldn't answer. But there, I two of the four best receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right, you got to throw in maybe Devonte and a healthy Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it, remember who DK Metcalf's teammate was at Ole Miss. Who was it? AJ no. AJ Brown. Oh wow!
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. those were big receivers. Yeah. They had a type.
1: The uh, yeah, and the connection there is uh, college programs that cheated a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes. that, that's the connection, everybody.
0: Yeah, they uh, well, Ole Miss certainly LSU lsu and bama when you see those pictures of like all the dudes that were on the same team it's like they're Mm -hmm. just also powerhouses that recruited everybody um we had mike Pereira on today's show he was did you say exasperated like he was so frustrated he really was
1: with his own industry and because he tries to be a champion for the officiating he he admitted that the technology is better and the officiating is worse
0: that's a weird spot to be in it is. if you're supposed to critique officiating every week and even he doesn't exactly know about the NFL officiating assist situation as it currently stands. So Mike Pereira was our guest today. Thank you to Kevin Lapka for the Twitch chat and video stream. Thank you, sir. Shane Ridden, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill makes us sound better than we are each and every day. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is The Score.
2: Oh, you guys are sick.